Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fueled Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas, and this week we're going to be talking about fair fighting and marriage. So if you've been listening along on the podcast, you know that I've already done a series, part one and two of this series for rules for fair fighting. And if you were able to listen to part one, so if you have not listened to part one, um, feel free, you don't have to do it right now, but you want to, you might want to go back and listen to that. But what I talked about was that there are 25 rules for fair fighting. Now, the problem is 25 rules for fair fighting is just way too much to get into one podcast episode. So what I was going to try to do was do five episodes of five rules each. But even then, this one rule that we're going over today, it's a full episode in and of itself. So let's jump right in. This is going to be just one of the rules for fair fighting, but there is so much goodness packed into that. And what that is, is a timeout. So, you know, if things start to get crazy in marriage, this is how to take a time out. So we're going to learn all the do's and don'ts of the time out and why we're going to do the time out and why the time out really is a part of your fair fighting. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace Field wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the grace Field wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. All right, so let's get started. For the sake of your marriage, if things start to get crazy and your arguments, if they start to escalate, what we need to do is de-escalate. Sometimes it's frustrating because we feel like it's our husband's job to de-escalate. I'm really angry. He needs to bring me down. Maybe. (laughs) But who's going to do it? What happens if he doesn't do it? We can't change him, force him, whatever. So all we can concentrate on is our own actions. And sometimes... It means that we need to de-escalate. Even if he's the one who's starting to get really upset and he's the one who we think really needs the escalation, you know, there there are ways, there are things that we can do to de-escalate the fight. And why? A really popular scripture is don't let the sun go down on your anger. And for the longest time, I thought this to mean we could not go to bed angry. So if my husband and I were fighting, I would follow him around the house and I would just follow him around the house and he would be trying to take a time out and I wouldn't let him. Now, 
Part of the problem is I didn't realize he was taking a time out. I didn't realize that was what was going on. He didn't articulate that to me. I don't even think he realized what he was trying to do was get his own time out. Some of the rules that we will talk about is going to help with that. But it was this idea of, no, we can't go to bed angry. But then what would happen is I was only making the problem worse because we weren't communicating in an effective manner. We were just still worked up and hot and it wasn't going anywhere. So yes, that's what the Bible says, but there is a way that we can do that with wisdom. If you start arguing at 10 o'clock at night and then you're insisting that you're not going to go to sleep until the argument ends or you, it just continues to escalate, then that is the worst thing that you can do. Just think about it. It's just a matter of hours. So the sun's already down. Just go, take your time out, go to sleep, talk about it in the morning. We'll talk about the rules for the time out. But I just wanted to preface that by saying that is that sometimes while it is true, we can't, we can't let too much time pass that we're not speaking or that we're angry at each other. But a, a, a short time out, even if it's just 20 minutes, um, can be really helpful to bring you guys back to a place of connection. Another really important reason is that the number one predictor of divorce is not how much people fight. It's not like, you know, how well they communicate or do, well, it does have to do with communication, but it's not, um, all these other things that you might think it is. It is actually how they fight. So fighting fair is going to be your number one tool to preventing divorce, to staying married, to staying happily married. Good communication is going to get you guys in a place of connection and intimacy, but even more so than that, how you deal with disagreements, because disagreements will happen. You are two separate whole people that have now become one and you're going to disagree and how you're able to do that, how you're able to come together with your disagreements is going to be huge. When I say how they fight, it's because the reason, the word, the number one thing, the number one predictor for divorce, and this was a very um, long in-depth scientific study by a researcher named John Gottman. I'm actually going to do a series of episodes on his work because it is super, super powerful and way in depth to get into here. But what he found, the number one predictor for divorce is contempt. So let's talk about contempt for a minute before we go into the rules of fair fighting and taking a time out. What is contempt? The definition for contempt is that a person or a thing is beneath consideration, worthless or deserving of scorn. Another definition is a disregard for something that should be taken into account. So what does that mean? It means disrespect. If there is contempt in your marriage, if you're feeling like your husband's beneath you or he's feeling like you're beneath him, Think about how he's going to talk to you, how you guys are going to fight. I mean, it, that is going to just lead to very harsh words, cutting, disrespect, resentment. I mean, it is going to lead to all kinds of things. And that is the number one reason for divorce. Because once there is contempt, once there is disrespect, once you guys have started to see each other as children of God, 
all of a sudden, it's like all bets are off. You start fighting dirty and there's no way for you to come back. So what we want to do is prevent that. And if it is already happening, we want to start to reverse some of that damage. Some of the scripture that supports this is uh, in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 and 7. We're just kind of putting them together. There is a time for everything, a time to be silent and a time to speak. Another in Proverbs 17, 4 is starting a quarrel is like breaking a dam. So drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. And then lastly, we have John 13, 5 that says, if only you would be all together silent for you, that would be wisdom. Ooh, that would be wisdom. Well, this is what we're talking about for our time out. I've given you the why. It's really so that we can de-escalate, so that we can be obedient to these things in God's word that says, you know, let's, sometimes we just need to be silent. Sometimes we just need to take a break. Sometimes we need to take a breather and, and think about the, the words that we're going to say, or just let our, our emotions that are so strong and hot and heavy and triggered, maybe let that calm down before we continue the conversation. So here are the do's and don'ts of the timeout. And number one, don't let the timeout be one-sided. What does this mean? It means that anyone can call the timeout. Anyone, you or him, whoever, anyone can call a timeout. That's rule number one. Rule number two, don't call a timeout for someone else. So this means husband's getting hot. He's getting upset. It's not like, oh, excuse me, I think you need a timeout. No, because that is just going to escalate it more, right? How would you feel if your husband was like, why are you getting so emotional? I think you need a timeout. Uh, excuse me? I don't need a timeout. You need a timeout. Just think about how those words would go. So you cannot call a timeout for someone else. I thought about this and I'm like, mm, but given this rule, and I'm trying to think of all the scenarios, and what scenario would I want to call a timeout for my husband? How would I do that? I think if, let's say your husband really starts to get hot and elevated and maybe he starts to raise his voice or just really start to be in a place where you draw a line, there's a boundary, you're not going to engage in conversation anymore. I think it's okay at that point to say, time out. I need a break. I see that you're getting really escalated. You're getting really animated. This is obviously really upsetting to you. I need a break. Let's cool down and come back. So I think that would be a way, you know, if you want to take the time out because the other person is really escalating, that's okay. But that's how you would say it. Not you need a time out. It's I need a time out or let's call a time out. Uh, but don't call the other person out. So one thing we're always going to do in communication is we're going to avoid you statements. You, you, you really turn it around, make it an I statement, follow that rule for most of your communication things and you will be golden. All right. So three, don't call the timeout too late. We're not going to wait until you've said something that hit below the belt or he said something that hit below the belt, or it just got escalated to the point where 
now we're throwing things or something is broken because we slammed something. And I know some of you might be listening and being like, what kind of fights is she having? I don't have those kind of fights, but I know a lot of people who do. So we don't want to wait. Don't let it get that hot and heavy. Don't let it get that escalated. You need to call the time out before because if not, there is going to be damage that's done that is going to be either irreparable or is going to be so hard to repair after the fact. It's like, I don't know if you've ever heard the saying of like the the toothpaste like once you squeeze all the toothpaste out of the tube you can't get it back in and that's what happens with our words sometimes when we say things that are really cutting and mean you you can't take that stuff back so we want to call a timeout before it gets there by the same token however so this is four by the same token we don't want to call the timeout to early. You want to actually give the discussion a chance to develop. So you don't want it to be like the first moment of conflict all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, time out, time out. We're disagreeing. We need to take a time out. Like, no, you actually have to get uncomfortable, do the hard work, have the conversation. He might try to do that. He might try to be like, oh, this is getting too much for me. And it's going to be your responsibility to just rein him back in. I mean, obviously, yes, you need to let him take his his time out. But there is going to be a sweet spot in between, you know, massive fight. You're blowing up. You're screaming at each other. You're yelling, cursing, saying mean things. Way one extreme. But then the other extreme is, like I said, not giving the the discussion, really the time to develop. So if you think about it, it does not have to be an argument. All it is, is a discussion, a difference in opinion. Now you might be worried every time we talk about this thing, we argue and I I see ourselves starting to argue, but that's why we're going to work on de-escalating the argument. All right. So number five is do give a clear sign for the timeout. So I had mentioned before going like this, you know, making a T with your hands, time out, you know, that sort of thing. That is a clear sign. This is something that you should talk, you know, maybe the first time you do it, you're not going to discuss it with your partner, but maybe on another time when you're not fighting, it, it can be something that you talk to him about that you say, hey, babe, I just want you to know, you know, I'm trying this new skill. Come on. You know, I've been listening to the Grace Fields wife and I'm working really hard on being a better wife. And I'm going to try this new skill that when we get into a disagreement, if it starts to escalate to a place of an argument or starting to get really heated or, or just really starting to escalate to a place it doesn't need to be, I will call a timeout. And this is going to be my signal. This T right here will be my signal. Whatever that is for you, you might not even have to explain it. You you might have a husband who doesn't want to know, doesn't care, whatever, wherever you are in your marriage. The idea is timeout has to be clear. It's not the T sign, you know, make it something else, uh, a phrase or something. Maybe it's just timeout, you know, w- waving your hands, whatever that is, just, come up with something, but just make sure that the timeout is clear. Now, number six, whoever is the initiator of the timeout, whether that's you or your husband, but whoever is the person who's doing the T sign, who's saying no timeout, that initiator, that is the person who is going to negotiate when the timeout is going to be resumed. Because think about it, you know, the other person is still engaged. They're still engaged in conflict. They want to talk about it. 
they might be upset. You know, you might have a spouse who's like, all right, fine. You want to take a time out? Great. I'm, I'm fine for a break. But that may not always be the case. And, and if it was your husband and you are in the middle of saying something and he waves time out, you might be upset. You might be like, but we haven't finished discussing this, you know, or you might be one of those people who are steadfast to that first of the sun, not letting the sun go down on your anger. And you might be insistent that we talk about it. But if your husband waves his hands and says time out then you have to agree to give each other the space but now the like i said the initiator is going to be the person who will negotiate when you guys are going to resume so perhaps uh you don't want to go to sleep on your anger and your husband calls for a time out and he says let's talk about it in the morning and you're like no i want to talk about it tonight i don't want to go to sleep angry that may continue the argument, uh, which is why, is why sometimes I suggest maybe sometimes going to sleep is the best thing. But if that's how you feel, you guys can negotiate that. And maybe you tell him, give him at least 20 minutes. And maybe you say, okay, I'll give you, you know, 20 minutes. And he's like, give me two hours. And then you're like, it's 10 o'clock at night. Two hours isn't going to work. Whatever that is for you guys, you can negotiate it. But really the person who initiated the timeout is the one responsible for really doing that negotiation because they're the one who needs the break. And if you're calling the timeout because the other person is really upset, you know, maybe you're just kind of guessing when uh, the other person might be ready to talk again. So, and maybe that, that is, Hey, time out. This is really getting heated. Maybe we talk about this in the morning or, you know, let's chat again in an hour or whatever. Just don't let the time be too long. Number seven. And I think this is the most important one. And this one is do give affirmation to the other person before leaving the room. And that's like a touch or just saying, I love you. Um, just letting them know. And this is the reason why we do this. And this is why it's so important is because we're letting the other person know that what we're rejecting is the fight. So when we're like, time out, mm -mm, stop, we're rejecting the escalation. We're rejecting the fight. We're not rejecting our spouse. And that's what you want to let them know. It's not about your husband being wrong and you rejecting him. You don't want to make him feel rejected. You don't want to feel rejected. It is only about one of you guys saying, no, no, the fight, where this is going, where the, this crazy that we're going, this crazy ladder. And there's this book, amazing book called A Lasting Promise. We'll probably talk about that book in another episode, but they talk about the crazy ladder and how you get higher and higher on the crazy. And so on this crazy ladder before it gets too high and like now you're afraid of heights and it's really too hard to come down, that's when you're going to do the timeout. But what you're saying to them is what you're rejecting is getting here. You, I'm, I'm rejecting getting to level 10. I want to stop this at level two or level three. We don't need this in our life. We don't need it in our marriage. Our children don't need to see this. It's too hard to now you got to make up once you're in level 10 and, you know, you got to come back down. So we're really trying to bring the marriage from extremely volatile. We're bringing the arguments from extremely volatile to, you know, 
normal ups and downs, right? Because when you have the normal ups and downs, that's more level of a playing field and emotionally that feels safer. But if you don't know when the you know fight is going to escalate to a point of just yelling, it feels it can feel really unsafe in the marriage either for you or for your partner and that's what we don't want you know if you listen to my last episode for part two on the rules for fair fighting that my main point was how you want to feel safe in marriage and this is what does that this is the piece that helps your partner to feel safe helps them to know that it's not them that's being rejected it is only the fight I hope that was helpful to you guys. I love you. Uh, Remember, jump into my Facebook group. Let's connect. Let's talk about this. Let's let's dialogue about it. I want to know what you're thinking, what you're feeling. Until next week. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Hey, love. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value... In today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.